Hi. You have found Mother Nature is a life coach. This is Danielle Day here. I am so happy that you're stopping by. The podcast Light Not Might is one of my favorite ways to share high vibration content. And when my husband approached me about live streaming it, I was like, well, okay, I'm, I'm interested in finding new ways to share things. And just this morning, I was listening to the podcast called Pivot with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And I believe it was Scott who brought up Shonda Rhimes. Apparently, they were discussing what makes great content and what helps people enjoy something. And he said that Shonda Rhimes says dialogue and content and just the audio portions of something are helpful and important, obviously, but that it's the visual and the fun of a set design that can really draw in the listener. So I'm so excited that my husband is helping me do this. He set up all the lights and everything, and uh, lots of friends have um, contributed the artwork over the years, and that's very fun. And so I hope that you are enjoying this space. Um, I should post in the show notes who the artists are of the work behind me. But anyway, um, welcome. The theme today is water. This episode is like all the others in our 20-part series, Mother Nature is a Life Coach, where it's very random content. So you can jump in at any time. This is just fun for your brain, mostly for the right hemisphere of your brain. Remember, your left hemisphere is the thing right now that's deciding if you like this or, uh, you know, is interested in what um, you're going to take away from this, how you will benefit from this. And that's great. I hope you get to just relax and enjoy listening to the content while you maybe do some chores around the house or go on a nice walk or, as ever, enjoy a cup of tea. So cheers to this on Valentine's Day. And the episode we're calling Water Finds Its Own Level. The element of water is so magical. And we have a lot we can talk about. Everything from the physiology of sports and exercise and proper hydration and proper nutrition. We can talk about electrolytes. We can talk about things like craniosacral therapy and how cerebrospinal fluid is basically liquid stardust that lives in the surface underneath your skull all the way down your spinal cord so that when you do inversions in yoga, your brain just gets to float in this magical cerebrospinal fluid the stuff that stars are made of is the stuff that you are made of. And all of these concepts flow, if you will, together when we talk about that which binds us together as people, that which sustains us on the earth, that which nourishes and helps us stay alive. And as ever, this is content that helps us feel like we are in communion with each other. Big hazard about the pandemic, of course, 
is not having the chance to see each other face to face and relationships at work in the workplace, not being able to see each other face to face experiences that are going to forever be changed because we're not going to be doing them face to face stuff like going to school or to the doctor or to yoga class. So I appreciate this moment to really start where we are and say, well, what happens when people don't get to commune? What happens when they become siloed in their places of home or work or school and they don't get to interact with people who are different from them? Things that are very unpleasant happen, like segregation and the lack of empathy. So when we wrap our minds around a concept that we really tend to take for granted, like water, and we wrap our minds around the concept of that which is the same for all of us, no matter what we look like or where we come from, that which is a resource that we need to take better care of. We must be very, we must be very careful of how we approach water as a commodity now traded on the stock exchange, I understand. Something that is so precious that it should never be made more scarce. Something that is as plentiful as the rain and the snow, but can also be scarce in drought, plastic water bottles and our use of them, you know, the mindfulness practice around hydration has such an agenda for us all the time about our health and wellness. It's going to be fun for this little hour together that we play in the right hemisphere of your brain, where it's all about imagery, metaphor, and the metaphysical. So I hope you enjoy yourself and I hope you're doing something fun and that hearing content like this is just nice background noise. I love listening to content while I'm doing a chore, any chore. It's like I cannot clean the kitchen without a podcast. So thank you for choosing Light Not Might and welcome to the third episode here of Mother Nature Is Your Life Coach. Now, when we say that, yeah, let's take a cheer here on Valentine's Day, water is one of the most immediately nice and kind things you can do for your body and for your energy level. Dehydration contributes to fatigue. So sometimes when we see our friends posting about how tired they are, about how run down they are, a part of me smiles and sips some water because I understand that a major theme with the element of water is managing vitality. And as an athlete, as someone who runs long distances, I know that performance is deeply affected by hydration. But the thing is, we also have to understand creativity can be stunted by dehydration. Empathy can be stunted by dehydration. When we're tired, we don't show up as fully and completely as we can. So understand there's something very special every time you sip your water. And it makes me smile. So I'm so happy to share the concepts with you that I'm eager to talk about. So let's begin at the beginning. You are about 60% water, right? Head to toe, in and out, so let's take a second and sit up straight. Put your feet nice and flat. 
Relax your shoulders back, kind of lift up the front side of your heart. Take your palms and turn them up. <sighs> Close your eyes. And observe with stillness your beautiful breath flowing in and out. This body of yours bathed and floating in water. How does it feel to be so buoyed with breath? Bring awareness to your solar plexus as you breathe in, expand and feel your heart space widen. And with each exhale, see if you can hang out and watch as your breath enters naturally. Tidal breathing, T-I-D-A-L. Your breath aligns with the tides. Go ahead and open up your eyes. Okay, so just taking even a moment for yourself to become aware that you are being instead of doing puts you right into your right hemisphere, your right brain, your right mind. So the ideas that we share in this podcast and that we discuss in this series is all about how if you feel like you are lacking something, whether it is energy, whether it is vitality, whether it is enough time, whatever it is that you are feeling, there's a story around. Mother Nature is your life coach. So water is a memo in itself to let you know that you're on the right planet. Do you know how many habitable planets there are in at least the observable universe? It's one to the 25th power. So quite literally, every grain of sand on every beach of the planet could represent a habitable planet a lot like ours. And I'm excited to be a little book report lady here. Extraterrestrial, the first sign of intelligent life beyond Earth by Avi Loeb, I think is, is how we're saying his last name. He's the head astronomer at Harvard, yo. So this is a pretty sweet person. He's got his left brain, of course, very occupied because he is a scientist. But I absolutely love this writing because his right brain it has the soul of a poet. The way he speaks of being an immigrant, the way he talks about his family's life and all the things that inspire him about his beloved wife and children. It, it's just amazing. But I wanted to just share with you this little part about water. Habitable zone boundaries around stars with different surface temperatures, ranging from the most abundant dwarf stars to rare giant stars. He's covering them all. So he says here that the whole thing about the observable data from Earth, 
The one planet that we know supports a dense and complex biosphere allows us to compose a short list of features we should look for on other planets. But paramount among all the parameters that are essential for Earth's habitability is the existence of liquid water. Liquid water, often called the universal solvent, is ideally suited to transport energy into and waste out of cells. And no terrestrial life has been discovered that is able to exist without water. So it's not just the thing that is common among us as humans, but common among all of life as earthlings. Water is so important for life, in fact, that astronomers use it to define the habitable zone around each star measured by a planet's orbital distance from the center of the solar system. Identifying planets at the Goldilocks distance from a star, that zone in which water neither freezes nor evaporates, is the astroarchaeologist's starting point in the hunt for alien civilizations, which is pretty much what the whole book is about. But what is important for this moment that we're sharing together is to give yourself credit for living on the right planet and give yourself credit for being made of stardust. And that if you took everything that makes a star, it's absolutely everything that makes a people. And you just add water and we can party. So here we are. Thanks for listening. It's just so fascinating. So the ideas around the metaphor of water also is how Mother Nature, as your life coach, is here to give you a pep talk. So got a little uh, t-shirt here from a concert that was five years ago of the Foo Fighters. And I had to pick this one up out of all of the shirts there because it has a ship on it. Because there's so much poetry and meaning in the element of water as described and illustrated by ships and sea captains, that it's really useful here in our times where we might need a pep talk. So you've heard the sayings, smooth seas never made a good sailor. Ships are safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships are for. Remember Willy Wonka when he was wistfully taking them through their little tunnel in their little boats? He said, ah, give me a tall ship and a star to sailor by. That is the memo in life that inside of your, just deep in your subconscious, there is a little sea captain. And then that just makes me think of Seth Meyers and the sea captain that we had fun with all summer. But anyway, the point is this. You've been through a lot of times in your life. So navigation is the memo here. Managing vitality is all about self-care, self-love, and being good to yourself. So every single time you pick up a cup of tea and it's herbal so that it's hydrating, Every single time you take a sip of water and it has a balance of electrolytes so that it can be readily absorbed into your system, it's like you're breathing. It's that important. So every single time you take a sip, give yourself 
a reminder that you're doing something so good for yourself. Your left brain runs all day long telling you what you should step up in terms of what you should do better, ways in which maybe you are not currently crushing it. But every single time you're sipping water or you're providing a beverage for somebody else or your pets, you're on the right track. Here is a fun thing to look up. There was a documentary called What the Bleep Do We Know? Came out in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. Definitely very early 2000s. And there is a scene where a Japanese scientist is sharing his work where he took water and he said certain things to the water in different glasses. And he took beautiful pictures, real amazing electron scanning microscope style pictures of the molecules in the water. The water where he said thank you before he took the pictures, they had the most beautiful snow crystal, like snowflake crystal appearance. And the water that he said ugly, hateful, mean things to, the water looked moldy. It looked very ugly. It was very sad. And, you know, today is February 14th, 2021. And we live in America here. And we've had a lot of information this week, especially and a lot of reminders this week, especially about when people who are not on the right track and are not happy getting together in one space really hopped up. It made me think of so many things. I know you've, you've probably been traumatized and re-traumatized and re-traumatized too. So help is on the way. Think about it. You're 60% water. Water's available to you. Every time you go to take a sip, think the words thank you. You might even whisper the words thank you. Every morning when I fill up my big, huge water thing of four liters to drink all day long, I definitely, after I put the filtered water in and I add some flavored water like Hint, and a little bit of sea salt. I say, thank you. I say, thank you. I say, thank you. And all day long, instead of thinking, oh man, I have to drink four liters of water today or I'm not meeting my health goals. Oh man. Oh man. Step four, drink up from light 10 up 10 lifestyle essentials to glow by, by Danielle day is not a book to waggle a finger at you 10 ways in which you are not crushing it. No, it's about supporting your journey. And when I'm trying to be supportive of myself, I remember I don't have to drink my water. I get to drink my water. There are people who have to walk with dirty buckets to get dirty water, to come home to their family and try to wash dirty clothes in dirty water. I mean, like we have no right to waste water. We have no right to be cranky about <laughs> needing to consume our water. And when we saw what happened in our nation's capital 
again and again and again. We felt the feelings again and again and again. It makes me think of that little Japanese experiment where the scientists said mean things to just water and it fell apart on a molecular level. So there's so many things we feel like we can't do, we can't solve, we can't fix. There are so many things that we can do that we can solve and we can fix that are so simple. And Mother Nature, as your life coach, wants you to know that immediately and often to sip and to say thank you. Maybe you heard about the rice jar experiment. This was pretty trendy about five or six years ago where people would take plain white rice right out of the bag and put in water and put the lid on the jar and take these, do three jars, put these three jars in three different rooms of your home and treat them three different ways. One of them, totally ignore. Just never think of it again till the experiment's over. One of them, speak very nicely to. One of them, speak very unkindly to. And you will be astonished at how things shape up. So I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but something to think about, a little homework for your episode today. So the way that we think and the way that we behave, the way that we feel, it's all impacted by vitality. And back to water and the themes about being the captain of your ship in a perfect storm or navigating among your life choices or just choosing to go with the flow or to swim against the tide. These are all beautiful reminders that happiness is a choice so we can choose. And when we feel like we're being swept away, when we feel like we're drowning, when we feel like we're being tossed around like a ship on the ocean, what can you do to grab hold of the big steering wheel on the ship and get yourself squared away? Crying. It's so elemental to being a human being that when you think about the chemicals that are released when you cry, what about people who don't allow themselves to cry? Like, where does that stuff go? Right? So something to think about. There's so much to think about with water. So the whole thing about breathing and water as another metaphor that we love to play with as yoga teachers and as spiritual beings. And I love that it's even in the technical lingo surrounding respiration. You spend about 30% of your lung capacity just hanging out in tidal rhythm. You know how you can breathe in a little past your normal inspiration? And you know how you can exhale a little bit more past your normal exhalation? It's that middle 30% where we hang out in tidal rhythm. And the slower that you breathe, the slower your brain works. 
So another little fun sciencey thing that we like to study in the practice of yoga and meditation is that your brain has different wavelengths, different frequencies, depending on if you're dreaming or thinking or planning or remembering or if you're agitated or if you're chill. It's been demonstrated that the slower you breathe, the slower you think. And the slower you think, the fewer thoughts enter for your left brain to attach to and make judgments upon. Be curious, not judgmental, yeah? So the idea from Ted Lasso, I would love so much, the whole idea here is that when you do feel like you are drowning, like you are swimming against the tide, when you do feel like you are being tossed around like a ship on the ocean, don't rock the boat, baby. That's just in my head. Tony Orlando and Don, don't rock the boat. But that's okay. <laughs> the idea is that you would then take hold of your steering wheel, take hold of your choices, your ability to navigate and, and therefore manage your vitality is all about breathing. So grabbing onto the steering wheel, it, it's a choice. Just like not grabbing the steering wheel is a choice. So I'm just saying something for us to consider in this discussion about our favorite element, water, is that part of managing vitality is managing, managing. So think about how you can take a cup of tea, can't run with it. You can take a cup of tea and really smell it, really sip it slowly, and that that always helps you feel better. What's the, the fastest thing you can do for someone who's freaking out? You know, you can't cry and drink liquid at the same time. You can't. You can feel sad, but the physical act of crying. I have a friend who used to be a manager at his job. And when he had to have a fierce conversation with a teammate, like maybe they were in trouble. He said that his favorite trick was to offer them a bottle of water because sipping water helps you stop crying. So people then became nervous when he offered them water. They're like, why? <laughs> but then he became a yoga teacher. He's like, because hydration is important. So anyway, so let's go there for a second. Science. Let's go there for a second. Hydration. How much water should you drink a day? Well, what do you have going on? What kind of day are you having? It is recommended that just to keep your kidneys functioning well, that you take your body weight in pounds that you weighed this morning. And I know you weighed yourself because step one of light 10 up is wake up. And you can't wake up unless you have the data for you to analyze. So you take your weight and you Convert that number from pounds to ounces, and you divide that in half. So right off the bat, that's a really good number of ounces for you to have throughout the day. If you exercise, add another 12 ounces. If you have a dehydrating beverage like caffeine or alcohol, add another 12 ounces. And that should be just about perfect. Now, we never, ever want to take in 
copious amounts of water without electrolytes. I'll never forget it. There was this super sweet lady who did teacher training who practiced a little bit of orthorexia. That's a a new term. uh, It's something we're worried about where people are eating too healthy. She wouldn't take in salt. That was one of her things. She was so blown away because at teacher training, I always sit everybody down at the beginning of a session and I say, okay, look, I don't want to call the ambulance. So while you guys are taking lots of hot yoga classes and you're drinking lots of water, you have to put a grain of pink Himalayan sea salt into your big 32 ounce deal of water every time it's empty. And I want to um, encourage you to always check in with each other about like, hey, looks like your water bottle is full. Let's take some water. And hey, there's salt in there, right? I mean, you can't taste the one grain of pink Himalayan sea salt in a 32-ounce thing of water, but it is all of the electrolytes that you need in the most bioavailable form. Now, when you're competing in a uh, sporting event that's going to be of a long duration, like a marathon, or you're going on a long run, you probably want to use a sports-specific kind of electrolytes. Uh, Noon, N-U-U-N is very popular. I worry about all the plastic though, because they come in these little plastic guys. But um, there are many brands to choose from. And it's so critical. Sodium and potassium, as well as things like calcium and magnesium. There's so many facets to it. But just to put it simply, where Salt goes, water follows. So your cellular membrane has this thing called the sodium-potassium pump. And if you drink pure water without sodium, you'll get hyponatremia. I don't know if you remember the story, but about 20 years ago, there was this um, contest on the radio and the host was challenging people to gain as much weight as they could in the shortest period of time. And so a lady thought, well, I'm going to win this because I'll just chug a bunch of water. And she did and she died. So that was a terrible lesson for everyone on hyponatremia. Slow marathon runners at the back of the pack with me. Um, People who take about five, six hours to finish. Sometimes they'll blow through the aid stations without taking their Gatorade or they're not carrying things like sports tablets or e-caps that have the electrolytes and they die. We lost a woman, I think it was 2004, uh, to the Boston Marathon course. She had just completed medical school, qualified for Boston, ran the Boston Marathon and died. So you want to make sure. So so yeah, when I had that that student in yoga teacher training and she was just so shocked, she's like, but I don't eat salt. It's bad for you. I was just like, oh my God, hon electrolytes, you are 60% water and the electricity that runs your heart, like the beats of your heart and the motor neurons that fire inside your brain, 
um, muscle contraction, you know, the nerve impulses of your nervous system, both autonomic and the central nervous system, all these processes are electricity. And so if you wash out all of the sodium and the potassium, the electricity can't, can't be conducted. And that is, that is why people die. So um, thanks for listening. It's something that I get really worried about, especially the healthier the person. So, you, you know, you get a whole bunch of, of really healthy people who don't eat processed food. They're not probably getting any salt unless they purposely salt their food. Big shout out to my friend Kat. She gave me information, changed my life. She said, always salt your salad. You'll use less dressing. Sure enough. And it's, it's amazing because you need it to live. So mother nature as your life coach, she wants you to have salt. Now, how much is too much? When you go over 2000 milligrams a day, that's usually a big problem. And, you know, I want you to know your numbers. Hypotension, sorry, hypertension, hypertension is one of the most deadly diseases in America. And it's, we call it the silent killer because it's estimated that at any time, there's 25% of people walking around don't know their numbers. And high blood pressure leads to terrible outcomes. So please take this information with a grain of salt. Had to throw that in. That's, this is who I am. Um, and run it by your doctor when you're making choices about your nutrition. Because everybody has a different situation going on with their blood pressure. And I sure wouldn't want you to hurt yourself. But that's why we're having this conversation. Don't hurt yourself. Self-harm, depression, challenges with your state of mind. You're going to be okay. Mother Nature, as your life coach, has the element of water for you to commune with physically in proximity too. Let's talk about this. Negative ions. You know, when you are in the proximity of a lake or the ocean or a big river, you feel physically different, don't you? You know it. You feel physically different sitting beside the ocean. We can't wait to get on an airplane so that we can go back to our favorite beach in San Diego. And there's something so exciting when you sit by the ocean and you close your eyes and you synchronize your natural breathing pattern with the current, with the tides, with the waves. So if you're sitting beside a lake and it's a little windy and you can hear the waves lapping the land, or when you are beside a river and you can hear the sound. Or when you are beside the ocean and you hear the waves. Notice how you can synchronize your breathing with the tides. Tidal rhythm. Somewhere right now, there's a wave welling up from far offshore. that's coming towards the shore. And it's rising just like your inhale, your natural inhalation. And then as passively as the gravity takes the wave and crashes it onto the beach, so too your diaphragm 
pulls down. It invites the breath in. And then as you exhale, it's completely passive. There is no muscle for breathing out. It just happens like an ocean wave, rising, rising, rolling, rolling, peaking, and then dropping. There's something so magical about that, especially when you look at the diaphragm muscle and you know that your autonomic nervous system is running because you don't got to think about breathing till you choose to slow down your mind and you choose to slow down any story that you're working on. Any idea of stress or fear or dread or shame or guilt or whatever, it's a thought. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end, just like the ocean waves. If you want a little more you time between those thoughts, like between those kinds of waves, you hang out on the exhale and you watch your next breath come in. Watch it on purpose as if you were watching an ocean wave. And then guess what? The observer effect kicks in. And that thought just gets a little bit smaller. Just gets just gets a little less like like a little less sharp. What is this? Mermaid tears, bottle glass, bottle glass that was once a broken shard, very dangerous and could cut somebody, but that the ocean's waves passed over it passed over it a lot and then what happens all the hard edges get filed down and it becomes something translucent and beautiful that's so safe that even a child can pick it up so too are you when you have a sharp jagged dangerous emotion and you like the wise captain at the wheel, you choose to navigate yourself toward a nice hot cup of tea or to remember to say thank you in your mind at least when you drink your water. You then are going to notice how that sharp emotion that was painful and dangerous, like it could cut you, becomes now something so rounded, something so opaque and translucent that you can see through it, something so safe and smooth and beautiful that you could even present it to a child. Like, it's gorgeous. And that's the alchemy of mindfulness, that you would catch yourself and remember to remember to remember, to remember, to say, whoo, whoa, okay, this is just what's happening now. Something else is going to happen in a little bit. So let's just take a second. Let's make some tea. Let's just take a second, find our breath. Get the steering wheel in your hands. Take a second and listen to the ocean waves of your natural, beautiful breath flowing in and out. Concentrate on it. Meditate on it. And then just like magic, 
that sharp corner of broken glass kind of feeling is now something exquisite and precious because that's what self-care is. That's what self-care is. There is a famous author whom we lost to his battle with mental health. And David Foster Wallace wrote an amazing commencement speech, and it's been circulated around the internet. It's not very popular with his family and loved ones that he left behind, but it's a little tale called This Is Water. And he opens the piece. I hope I'm not spoiling it for you. It's a very good piece. And I invite you to look that one up too. We'll put that in the show notes too. It's just so important. But he starts out where there's two goldfish and they're swimming in in a little fish tank together. And they're just, be a goldfish, right? They're only upset for 10 seconds. Ted Lasso. Um, The idea here is that an older goldfish in this fish tank swims by. He's like, morning, boys. How's the water? And the younger goldfish, they look at each other. And one of them looks at the other and says, what the hell is water? That's the idea that life and all of her ups and downs can feel so ubiquitous, can feel so ever-present, can feel like we're drowning because it feels so a part of, of just like our whole experience that we forget that it's there. Like fish would never question that they're in water. So too, our challenging national conversations we've been having, especially this week, They have felt like we're all just in this polluted water and we can't get out to a cleaner place. Well, you know, that is a story. It is a a narrative and it is stressful. So your self-care of deciding how much of that you're going to consume, deciding how you're going to react to it, deciding what you're going to perpetuate through your sphere of influence but also deciding your antidote. You know, it can't always be a cocktail and it also can't always be a very long run. You know, you can't always react badly or you'll hurt yourself. So what can you do? Again, that's, that's what this memo, This Is Water is all about, is remembering to remember that you have a choice and that you have a strategy available to you And that your beautiful breathing flowing in and out for you to take a second and attend to that. You're going to shift from the left hemisphere of your brain, which is constantly stressing out to the right hemisphere of your brain, which is constantly observing, constantly allowing and witnessing without judgment. That little memo that we love from the Ted Lasso series, be curious, not judgmental, is a complete metaphor for your brain. The left hemisphere is for judgment and it's there to keep you safe. You know, Mother Nature, she put that in there a long time ago because it would remind you of where danger is. And it also reminds you of where you found food before. So that's a little strategy, a little brain hack there about changing up your nutrition. 
is to really assess your enjoyment and satisfaction and your contentment after you eat something so that you start to naturally gravitate toward the healthier choices that you know you're going to feel great about. Something that is sustainable, organic, unprocessed, local, like something that when you eat it, you, you feel like a better person. So that when you have your choices, when you eat for pleasure and you have the attending side effects there or drink for pleasure or drink in excess, you know, you will train yourself naturally to go, oh my gosh, I like water. Uh, I like tea. Yeah, I like a couple of cocktails at happy hour, but I like hanging it up after the hour so that I wake up feeling great and I can do all the things to get my dharma done. You know, it's good to go off the rails once in a while so that you can see what being off the rails feels like. And then don't beat yourself up. Don't have shame, but just put a pin in it. Be like, you know, I'm going to remember this location in my little, you know, my little brain map. I'm going to remember how it feels to be here. I don't like it. So tomorrow I can make a different choice. And then I love that. And then you, you gradually shift in your behaviors. So little brain hack there. The left brain, its job from a very primal place is to keep you safe. So thank you, left hemisphere. But you know what? Take a break. You know what? I am fine. There are no saber-toothed tigers in this house. I don't have to be on my toes so much. But our buddy, the internet that we love so much can definitely feed the beast, right? Information is food for your brain. So we, what do we got to do? We got to add the water, add the water, add the water so that you can easily process and assimilate and digest and incorporate and glean the nutrition in and among what else is there, right? Essential oils are also a great friend of water. I love that... Uh, my husband put the diffuser here together and turned it on. Um, the smells of essential oils have so many great properties. Peppermint to perk you up, cedarwood to chill you out, orange to kind of inspire creativity. There's just, there's just so many um, uses and we love them. And a fun little handy deal here. Um, water bottles that have a crystal in them so that it's infused with all of the yumminess from the rose quartz here. So on Valentine's Day, that's a wonderful crystal to be using today because it's the stone of love. And I like to have my diffuser going in the morning when I practice yoga. And I always try to use water that was hanging out in the crystal bottle to put into the essential oil diffuser so that not only are these yummy smells you know, permeating throughout our home, but it's also been a little kissed by the rose quartz. And so again, mother nature is a life coach. She's got a lot of information to help you take charge of your mood and how you feel. She's got a lot of strategies, but the poetry, man, the metaphor, water finds its own level. So what does that mean for us? The captain navigating the ship. What does that mean for us? The information 
like drinking from the fire hose every time you look at your phone, your computer. Remember that Dory told you to just keep swimming. And, and there's something beautiful about that. So let your meditation time feel like you're at the beach. Feel like you're at the ocean. Follow the phases of the moon. Because if you ride the tide of what the moon is doing, right? Because the moon is affecting the tides. You'll have a good time. Look it up. Every time it's a new moon, like it was later, or sorry, earlier in this week, because Gong He Fa Choi, uh, the Chinese Lunar New Year, it's the year of the ox. Well, that's neat. The year of the rat was really rough. So I'm excited. I mean, I love a lot of people that were born in the year of the rat. So shout out to some new humans in my crew. But the idea I'm saying here is we've got an ox. And I, I like that because it's kind of like, I mean, I'm <laughs> it's like the new elephant in the room. But the year of the ox is going to move some big things out of our way, right? The, the vaccine is coming and technology and its advances are advancing. Things are dispersed. There's dispersion, but there's also inclusion. We have opportunity to be better humans, be kinder to each other, and remember that we're all in this together and to understand our strategies for self-care so that we can take better care of each other. And again, like I started out saying, to live in communion with one another. This kind of information about podcasts and about live streaming and about playing on exciting new apps uh, where you can do social audio like Clubhouse, we can put ourselves purposely in proximity to people who aren't like ourselves. We must do this. We must do this on purpose. We must seek out opportunities. And when we are telling ourselves stories that someone's other or different than us, we have only to look at the stars and remember that we're all made of stardust and that we all are dependent upon water and we all can identify with being a human being that breathes and needs the kind of nourishment and hydration that we can help each other acquire when we are generous and giving souls. So when we have a beverage together and we click cheers, whether it's on a Zoom call or in real life, there's something very cleansing and purifying about that. Even if the history of cheers is, was all about like if your enemy was going to poison you or something like that. But the idea here is we have a choice, we have a chance, and it's fun to um, share this information and put high vibration content out into the world. And I hope this has found you a little inspired to uh, manage your vitality with proper hydration, but also proper imagination, right? Keep the metaphor close to you. Mermaids, we love the little quote, have a fear of shallow living and they do not fear depths, right? They're deep people who they just don't like shallow living and they're curvy and we love the imagery. So that's why I like every time I take a shower, part of my routine is to put a little bit of body glitter glue 
right here and some body glitter. And I say, thank you for the magnificent outcomes. And then I let my moonstone rest right there with my mermaid tears, uh, mermaid glass. We don't want to think of them crying. We don't want to think of them crying. Mermaid glass that my husband gave me. The idea is to remember that mermaids, while we find so very inspiring, also remind us about magic and your magic trick, your superpower as a being, a vehicle of light, is that you can take the memo from your breathing. You can take the memo from Mother Nature about water. And you can take great care of yourself and everybody around you. So I hope that you are taking great care of yourself. And we'll take another little sip of water here. And just before we wrap up, another little bit of show and tell. If it's at all available to you to get an hourglass, it's another little great seafaring themed memo. I love this one because the little net looks like a little fishing net. And I like to imagine that this is like a mermaid's version of like her clock in her house when she chooses to sit in meditation. And the memo isn't even so much about the duration of your meditation, but the memo is that this is a closed ecosystem. You cannot add more sand. So just like your life and the sound of the days of our lives theme is in my head because I'm 53, but the idea here is um, <laughs> the sands of the hourglass are finite, just like the days of your life. So if you are ever sad if you're ever frustrated, if you're ever lonely, if you're ever depressed, if you're ever practicing self-harm, you know, remember, it took a miracle to get you to this particular planet. It took a miracle for you to be born a human. You can think of the image, I love this, where we're invited to imagine that the whole ocean has one little life preserver floating and that just like a dolphin, you swimming around the entire planet. I mean, like imagine it just all the oceans of all the, the planet and, and, and by luck, just sheer luck, you came up for air in the right place to put your little bottle nose through the life preserver and dance around the surface of the water because you're a dolphin in this Im image. It's that much of a compliment that you were born a human, that you were born you. It's so random. You could have been born anything or not at all. And the idea here is that it's, it's just like a, a little porpoise, a little, a little dolphin swimming around the entire planet and just by sheer luck popping up through that one life preserver. That, that's the random nature of how you got to be you. So it's, it's pretty special. It's very, very special. I wrote a little sassy thing on Facebook this week. I'm not feeling very good about, but I had to say it. And I've said it as respectfully and kindly as I could. I kind of think I came off very sweet, even if I was feeling kind of salty, <laughs> judgy. But I mean it. This lady was posting. She was so sad. Apparently she's doing shadow work and she was in, 
the care of a practitioner who was helping her process through this narrative that she posted that she has come to the realization that she didn't have anybody who loved her when she was a child. And I, and I wrote to her and I forget what I posted, but I I essentially said, you know what? I don't think shadow work is valuable. I mean, I have traumas and PTSD and a story that when I choose to go there, yeah, there's no way but going there and like attracts like, and it's awesome till it's not. So I don't understand for the life of me why you would go there and stay there and be there and feed that narrative and like re repurpose it and just hammer it and make it bigger and fashion something that's going to crush you. You know, somehow you made it to this point in life. So somebody must have fed you you know, somebody must have provided your water. Somebody must have gotten you some education. Somebody must have got you to the point where you now apparently own a computer, have access to the internet and people to listen. So this is the choice. I appreciate the space to say this, but I said to her, please consider purchasing the book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, because the practice of gratitude for a 28-day program where you start off every day writing a list of 10 things you're grateful for will change your life. And I'm living proof. I started the practice of the magic in 2015. It's now 2021. And I love re I do it every year. I bust it out and I do another 28-day cycle because I love reading my notes to myself in the margins. Life doesn't happen to you. It responds to you. And I've been making every one of my dreams come true. Not because I spend time being angry and upset about my family of origin, my foo that I'm fighting all the time, if you will. I spend time being grateful for what I have. And I'm always getting more. Always. So to finish this piece... I just want to tell you a story and I'm going to drink water because I might cry. But this is fitting because the movie Groundhog Day and the the holiday Groundhog Day just happened too. So I have to tell you my story and then I'll let you go. I didn't know it, but he had an engagement ring in his pocket. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. And we'd been on vacation for a few days at that point and I don't know. I was like, geez, Louise, you know, when's this going to happen? We've been together for like 10 years and, you know, cared about each other for 30 years and met in college. Like, when is this going to happen? And, you know, all throughout the vacation, I kept thinking, ooh, am, am I, is he going to ask me to marry him? And it just kept not happening. Like every time we sat down for a meal, it was like, whoa, okay, what's going on? Does the waiter look like he has been in collusion here with my with my man? But anyway, so there we were. And we were on the beach and it was after a nice meal and I fell asleep because, you know, I'm listening to the sound of the ocean and the thought I had listening to the sound of the ocean, I said, this is the sound of Ohm. The sound of the ocean is the sound of Ohm. This is the sound of God talking to me. This is what it sounds like. 
the salinization in my blood is the same salinization of the ocean. I'm here listening. And it's the sound of God talking to me. And the very next thought that popped into my head was, you know what? I don't care if we ever get married. I, I'm happy now. I love him. My life is perfect. This is, this is all I need. Why would I, why would I want more than this? Why would I want more than this? I'm happy now. And I fell asleep. And when I woke up, you know, the sun had set and it was getting kind of cold. It's like, okay, well, let's go. And he goes, wait. And that's when it happened. And I told him later, I was like, wow, I had such a groundhog moment because remember, Remember, he's chasing her all through the movie and he's reliving the same day over and over and over because he's only thinking of himself. He's only thinking of himself. The minute he just says, I don't care what happens to me tomorrow for the rest of my life because I'm happy now because I love you. You know, like, and then the next day, it's a different day and they didn't even get together. Like they didn't even hook up. He conked out on her. He fell asleep. And so this this little story, this little memo, this little thing, just practice gratitude, okay? Practice. We say practice and we say be careful what you practice because you're going to get really good at it. So please consider hydration, proper nutrition, and and saying thank you. Gratitude practice is as simple as just saying thank you every time you sip some water, okay? I appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next time. Um, please like and subscribe and share. I know I always forget to say that. And um, my book is available on Amazon, Light 10 Up, 10 Lifestyle Essentials to Glow By by Danielle Day. I, I'm, I'm here to, to help out, but let's give it up for Mother Nature, our life coach. Um, you can catch us on the podcast, Lighten Up Might, tomorrow. It's when the episode will drop. And we'll see you again um, next Sunday, 3 o'clock. And here's something I, I didn't tell you yet. I don't know what we're going to talk about until a couple of days before we talk about it. But what I've done is I've bundled up my favorite t-shirts with my favorite yoga pants with a theme card from the book that I'm writing. And then I just have them little Ziploc bundles on the bookshelf behind me. And when I go to do the episode, I just grab it. Like, what are we talking about now? And, it, and so it made me smile that the, uh, the pants and the little, the little t-shirt like kind of fit with the theme today. So anyway, water finds its own level. I hope you do too. All right. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye.